Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 351 here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Joining me today here in the V-Twin Cafe is author Steve Krugman. He's written a book entitled The Craft and Art of Motorcycling, and he's here to tell us all about it. But first, before we get into that, the Motorcycle Men Podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. Now they're offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. So to learn more, get on over to scorpionusa.com. And wild ass seats. Now you can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from wild ass seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, get on over to wild-ass.com and get your cushion today. Make sure you tell the real Craig Johnson that the Motorcycle Man Podcast sent you on over. And Tobacco Motorwear, as always, for the best in casual riding gear for men and women, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear. Visit them at TobaccoMotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the code MOTOMEN. Everyone here at the podcast is wearing tobacco riding jeans and a California riding shirt, and I'm using the Roper Gloves. Can't tell you how wonderful these products are. I wear them every ride, and I won't ride without them. Your safety is worth it, so get on over to Tobacco Motorwear and get in Dave's pants. Time now for that interview. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. This is episode 350, what did I say, two, one, two, I, something like that. I right can't right. keep track. Yeah, Neither I can't, I can't keep, keep track. track. It's my podcast. I can't even keep track, you know? <laughs> uh, all the way from, where are you, Steve? Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles. Oh, all the yeah. way from the City of Angels. Actually, uh, I'm up in the mountains right now. Oh, well, good for you. Mr. Steve Krugman, author Steve Krugman. Steve, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks did, so much for I, uh, the interest and for having me. It's quite, quite right. I did say your last name correct, right? Krugman, Krugman. Okay, whatever well, you whatever. got. Uh, great. I appreciate it. Well, okay. I, I typically rhyme it with sugar, so Sug Krug. Okay, Krugman. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit who you are, your motorcycle self, and what you do? Sure. Um, I just wrote a motorcycle book. Um, I've had a private motorcycle school for over 10 years now. So um, I come out, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty much of a left turn for me. I was a musician my whole career. Oh, good. Cool. And this just kind of started between gigs and evolved, and, you know, here we are. Wow. All right. So, you know, it's like that first turn out of the driveway when you get on the bike. <laughs> yeah. You never know where you're going. No, so what do you ride? Uh, Harley uh low rider oh nice fxdl it's a 2014 oh good there you go so, cool last of the, last of the dinas so <laughs> yeah, yeah i understand so i'm uh, a musician what do you play i'm a drummer you're a drummer i'm sorry to hear that. yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know it's not easy no it's okay my brother's a drummer not so easy. we, we end up opening motorcycle schools apparently <laughs> <laughs> I'll spread Those that drummers. out. I'll tell my brother. That's what he should do. Right? <laughs> it, was a good ride, it was a good ride. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, you know. You, well, you know how you're a musician, right? You know, you did you do the bar thing for a little while, and you know, after a while, you go like, yeah, it's costing me more to get here <laughs> than you're making, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, you know, you improvise. That's what you do. Yeah, of course, of course, you do. So now your new book, The Art and Craft of Motorcycling. Why don't you give us a brief craft synopsis? Craft and Art, actually. That's the, the conceit. And art. We, we yeah. flipped that. You did. Craft did you really? comes before art. Hang on a second. Um, that's on. a teaching 
Yes, sir. Hold on. Yeah, it's an easy mistake. I'm sure See, you're not it, the first or right, the last. It's right there on the cover of the book, Craft and Art of Motorcycling. My bad, I got it backwards. So the Craft and Art of Motorcycling. Yeah, I do. So why don't you give us a, a brief synopsis of the book? Um, sure. I Maybe mean, we can start with the title. Um, it's really a teaching philosophy. I, as a musician, I taught um, throughout my career, and that was my philosophy. You, you learn the craft first, and then you apply the craft to the art. Oh, that's so good. as that relates to motorcycles, you learn the controls, how to operate the controls, how your inputs affect the bike. And then the art is applying that to actually getting on the street and riding. Oh, okay. So wow. the, the book is actually separated into those two parts. The first part's craft. The second part is art. Wow. Cool. Did, now, yeah. what, what was your, your inspiration or your, or how do I explain? Yeah, what was the inspiration for writing this book? Did, I, did, I guess you felt there was a need for this type of book. Um, I did. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, you know, thousands of clients and many questions about reference material and, you know, what they can read and, you know, what I recommend. Mm -hmm. And there, it was lacking. You know, most of the motorcycle books out there, and there's some great ones. There are some really great ones. Um, I found, my clients found, were either too basic or a little too complex. Wow. I, so I would there, have never there wasn't surprisingly there. I mean, there really wasn't something, you know, a baby bear, <laughs> not too hot, not too cold. <laughs> I would have so never that, imagined that was the, easy. that was the intent. That was, that was the initial motivation. And then, you know, it, it, it was a process. Yeah. I would, I would have never imagined that motorcycle books would have been too easy. I would have imagined maybe too complicated perhaps, but not too easy though. You, you, you saw that? Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe too basic, not not fully comprehensive. Oh, okay. So you know, I I, I wanted there to be, I wanted this book to be comprehensive, but um, you know, not getting too deep into the weeds with you know physics and you know track techniques and yeah. you know I, I wanted it to be very applied. Yeah, I mean for the and, novice and rider, very accessible as well. Well, for the novice rider, you don't need track physics and things like that i don't think you know so. that's a big big topic that's yeah i mean i mean I'm, I'm, we've I'm got 90 as, minutes right <laughs> you got as much time as you want man we can talk yeah. forever if you want Yeah, that's a big one you know i mean like because you, you get a novice because i want to learn how to ride a motorcycle and they pick up a book and the book is talking about uh, you know how to you know hit the apex of a curve on a track i mean it's going to scare them off i mean do you yeah. see that happening with many of these books out there scaring people off um, yes, really? it's over wow. overwhelming. Wow. Um, I mean, I remember starting myself and picking up a couple of these books and feeling way in over my head. Wow. Okay. And um, yeah, that could that can add to anxiety. I think as a newer writer, mm. okay. you know, there's there's time for that, and um, you know, you're you're always learning, and those books are, are super valuable. Yeah. And, you know, track techniques are super valuable. Um, but this is a book geared to people who are have decided or who are or who are deciding to decide to ride. Right. Well, that was going to be my next question. Who's this book geared towards, directed towards? Mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and would the seasoned motorcyclist benefit from the contents? Um, I sure hope so. Um, it was designed that way. Oh, okay. I, I, I think the target audience is newer or returning riders. 
Hmm. Um, potentially riders who haven't had formal training yet. Okay. Um, so sometimes that's that's a rider who's been riding for 30 years and just never had formal training and has, you know, um, practiced some bad habits over the years yeah. and never really had the full understanding right. of how our inputs affect the bike. So it's for that rider, for sure, returning riders, um, riders who have e either just taken a fundamental course or who are about to take one or who are deciding whether or not to take one. Right. So I think it's broad. I hope it's broad. Um, my publisher is a lifetime writer, and, and you know, I, I'm happy to say that he found a lot of valuable information in the book. Oh, right. So that was validating for him you know, yeah. as, the, as the publisher, and it was great to hear because I hope that's the case. All right. Well, you know, you, you touched on something that kind of like leads into my next question. Now, how do and you did cover it in a book. Now, how do your methods in this book uh, apply to the different types of motorcycles like versus like scooter to cruiser to sport bike? Yeah, scooter, I'll start with scooter. Um, there really was nothing that outlined the differences between motorcycle technique and scooter technique and there are there are differences for sure oh yeah and they're important they're important um and can be really helpful we have a motorcycle a fundamental motorcycle class in the school we also have a fundamental scooter class oh wow okay so the techniques that we teach are different so um i did add scooter notes in this book throughout so anything that um you know, as we're talking about techniques or ideas or concepts, um, if it's different for scooter, I do include those right. as, as side notes okay, um, or sidebars. So that we can expand on if you'd like. Otherwise, um, you know, the physics, the techniques on two wheels is, is fundamentally the same from bike to bike, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, Physics doesn't care if it's a sport bike or a cruiser or a, you know, adventure bike. They're, that's all going to be pretty much the same from bike to bike. Right. It's just response um, may be different. I'm sorry? Input and response may be different, though. Input and response, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And and that's going to be different from bike to bike yes, in general. Especially where, you know, tr uh, sport bikes are concerned versus the cruiser. <laughs> You're a cruiser guy, yes? Oh, this yeah, is... absolutely. Yeah, I, I have a, a Harley uh, Heritage. Okay. Yeah. Love that bike. That was my brother's bike. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've There's an illustration one. of it in the book. I've had There's... this one for, God, almost eight years now. It's a great I bike. I think, uh, yeah, let me find your heritage for you in the book on page uh, seven. One, I got to get my glasses on. Sorry. See, now you're going to make me get my glasses on, too. Open <laughs> your books, please, to page 155. And there's your heritage. 150, 160. That was my... Really? That was my my brother's first uh, Harley, and and this is yeah. a little interlude. There it is about about that ride on his bike. Yeah, love that bike. <laughs> Super comfortable. Yes, you know I can't, I tell everybody that you can't get any more comfortable than this bike. It's just it's it's just a great bike, you know. Anyway, and you you have the Dyna, right? Not the soft tail. Oh no, I got the soft tail. Oh no, I'm sorry. The the heritage was always the yeah soft the, yeah the heritage classic. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's got. They moved some of those. Yeah, mine's an mine's an O three. So yeah, it's the hundredth anniversary edition. So now, listen, do these methods apply to trikes and spiders? Um, 
Certain aspects, the throttle control yeah, is, yeah. is going to be similar. Yeah. Um, trikes and spiders. So spiders are typically paddle shift. Harley yeah. trikes would be, you know, standard shift, um, traditional shift. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely the shifting yeah. um, techniques would be the same. Um, street strategies, um, largely the same. Yeah. You know, we talk about motorcycle mode. That would be the same for trikes. Yeah. Um, but we don't get too deep into trikes because um, there, you know, that that difference between two wheels and three wheels is pretty huge. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, I, there really aren't that many trikes out there on the road when you compare it to your standard yeah, motorcycle. Com- yeah, comparatively. Yeah, there's not that many out there. Now, your uh, the course that you teach, this the M1 class, and, and even with this in the book. How does that differ from the, the the methods that are you know with the with the public training courses? Is, uh-huh. Yeah, how, how do they and differ? You're in New York, correct? Uh, um, North Carolina. North Carolina, East okay. Coast, yeah. Um, East, yeah, East. East Coast, so is there, you Eastern better. time, so I assume yeah. New York. Sorry about that. That's quite all right. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I, no, I, I was in Jersey for a while. So um, that course is similar throughout the country. Um, it it can differ from state to state. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty similar. Um, even the course here in California, mo- I think most of the country is MSF, Motorcycle Safety right, Foundation. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, California, and I, I forget the other states, is total control. Yeah. So different vendors, but, you know, same basic idea. Right. Typically, that's a three-day class if you include you know, all the classroom time. Right. Um, in California, it's 15 hours with 12 people. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that correct? 15 uh, hours? When I did the course, I, a 20. Oh, I did the course almost 20 years ago, and it was one full day and then a half a day. So it was like 16, about 15 hours. Yeah, 15, 16 hours. Yeah, there's two, there's two yeah. um, range days and then yeah. a classroom day, which right. they do Zoom now. Yeah. Um, so that class by its nature is much more um, regimented. It, you know, it's, it's much more, um, um, it's less flexible. Um, but the, the way, the way I, I talk about that state course, they do a really fantastic job. Yeah. They take it really seriously. And my, um, you know, the, the way I look at that class is they really do the best that they can with a flawed premise, oh, which is okay. this idea that you can teach 12 people how to ride a motorcycle at the same time. Yeah. You can, yeah. um, but it's not as efficient, effective, safe, right. um, personalized as what we do. Okay. So what we, or private, I shouldn't say what we do, but private training in general, if it's professional training, um, does have that virtue. Oh, okay. You're yeah. able to move at, at a client's pace, you know, um, teach to their um, learning type. Um, we use helmet intercoms or talking while they're on the bike. So oh, see, yeah. Waving our hands wildly or screaming or <laughs> yeah. you know, none of that. So it's I've much, seen calm, that. Yeah. much calmer. Um, <laughs> the input is much more direct. It's instant input. Right. Um, and for many reasons, it's just safer. Yeah, I can imagine. we don't tend to have incidents. No, so 
I, based on what you're saying, do you, do, you th- do you think that the public courses, regardless of who has them, mm-hmm. they, they need to be more in-depth and probably... Oh, I would never go there. Um, there's so many smart people involved in putting those classes together. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they've looked at every angle, and there, there's realities of the state and realities of, you know, how much they can charge for a sure. class and... You know these these schools are businesses, so they want to get two classes through in a day. And um, I'm sure they found the sweet spot mm-hmm. for what they do. Right. So I, I would never say they should or shouldn't do anything. I, I think they really do. Again, a really great job. Yeah. With that one caveat that that I do think it's it's a bit of a flawed premise that you can teach 12 people at the same time. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, let's let's expand a little bit on your training course that you have outside mm-hmm. outside of the book I, I i'm sure the the book does it's, it does its duty but your course is pro- probably it's it's a private course that you offer correct correct it's it's mostly one-on-one we'll do up to four to five people max all right well tell us about that how, how does that all work it's always we maintain the one-on-one model so it let's you know we call them plus one classes or plus two classes okay. if we have two people or more and we generally don't go more than four we've, we've made some exceptions for five um, it's just a longer class okay. so it's still one-on-one training everybody's wired into the headset so if they're not riding they're listening and watching okay um, so it's really designed for a group of people who want to have this experience together okay that's really what it is and, and there were enough people who requested that that we we came up with a uh, product for that. Oh, wow. Okay. But, but it's essentially, it, it's still a, a one-on-one uh, model. Wow. How long is your because, course that you offer? Um, for one person, it's five hours. Okay. So for a motorcycle, for scooter, it's four hours. Okay. So it's, so it's, it's just basically one-day classes. So it's all oh, one-day classes. Okay. I guess the user has to provide their own bike? No, we provide um, small, friendly motorcycles or scooters. All the motorcycle-specific gear that they need. Oh wow! Um, okay. We use private. Lo- we use private lots. Okay. Um, so really, everything that they need. Wow, that's great. And have you had ever had anybody come in your class and just not make it through? Yeah, it's a really good question, and I'm 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 honestly amazed by the answer. I can count on one hand. Really. We- you know, we've had thousands of students. Okay. I can count on one hand the clients who just said, no, like, this, is, this is just not for me. Um, or who I to just counsel out and say, this is not for you. Wow. Um, yeah. it, it is, it is more, much more common that a client, some clients will need more time. Yeah. Okay. So they, they may not feel comfortable getting through all the fundamentals, preparing for the DMV skills test right. in that five hours. So usually that means they'll come back for another three-hour session. Oh, okay. And, and for most people, that, that gets them through for the large majority. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we do have a um, prerequisite that you can ride a bicycle. <laughs> of course. Give, given that, Balance. If, you can, if you can ride a bicycle... Um, and you're learning at your own pace. Um, very few clients that you know just decided it wasn't for them wow. or couldn't do it. How about I'm that? sure many of them, you know, never went on and got a bike. Right. But they were able to, you know, start, stop, shift, turn, corner. Yeah. 
emergency skills, slow speed control, get through all the fundamentals and then decide, you know, how they want to move forward. Now, I know some of the courses out there, uh, in fact, the course that I took was more like a refresher course that I took. Uh, They also gave you the road test and uh, the classroom test for your license. Is that, mm-hmm. yeah, is, is that something that they should be doing or you think it should be mostly state run? So it, you had a refresher course that gave you the waiver for the DMV well, Yeah, well, I already had my license. I already had my license and it had been 10, 15 years since I rode a bike. So just for the hell of it, I took the course anyway. Just was it the basic course or was it the intermediate? No, it was the, basic, it was the basic course. It was just oh, the it was basic. Ba- yeah, so it was a refresher for you. It was a refresher for me, yeah. But it's it's the basic it's course. It's the basic course. And, yeah. and of course, uh, everybody else in the class who passed would get their license. They would get their endorsement. Right. And I don't know if this is something they, these classes should be doing. You don't know if that's... I don't know if it's something they should be doing. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, um the licensing throughout Northern America, United States, um, is is a little bit dubious. I think just across <laughs> the board, whether you do it through a course or you do it at the DMV, right? Um, it's very different, and you know, yeah, and Europe most, is way different. Most of Europe and yeah. Asia, um, it's much more comprehensive. Yeah, um, yeah, and they have better statistics. So yeah. it's still, for some reason, um, because there's more money to be made. You know, if there's more training or, or sure, more testing, sure. um, <clears throat> for some reason, it's still kind of the Wild West here. That you, can, you can take a weekend class with 12 people yeah. and go out and buy a Ducati. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah. It's, you know, and the, the statistics, um, you know, relatively yeah. um, bear that out. Yeah, wow. It's kind of scary. So it's a little scary. Yeah, it is it a little is. scary. And, and your question... Um, there's a classroom written. That's just part of the course. Yeah. You still, at least in Cal, I'll speak for California. Um, you still have to take the written test at the DMV. Right. Um, but if you pass that state course, and they have a much more comprehensive writing test than the DMV does. Okay. If you pass that, um, you get, in California, it's called a DL-389. That's the waiver for the skills test. Okay. So you just go to the DMV with your waiver. You take the written and you get the license. Okay, that's required for riders under 21 in California. Mm-hmm. Um, from my experience, thousands of riders. Um, if you're 21 or over, the DMV is actually the simplest way to do it. It's yeah. it's a two minute test. We have an above 90 percent pass rate. Oh, there you go. Perfect. It's a very specific skill. It's yeah. a slow speed maneuver, but wow. we bring the 125 Honda Grom. <laughs> We do some additional practice. Please, and don't, really? Seriously? People go up to for a test on a Grom? Yeah. And we we can do it on the 50cc um, Honda Metro scooter. No kidding. Yeah. You know what? So it's, it's funny because... motor-driven cycle. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is my brothers, both of my brothers, uh, they they didn't get their licenses until... Oh, geez. When did they get? I think our licenses in the early 2000s. And they used a scooter. They, they took a scooter course. You can still do that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Do you think that riders out there right now have gotten enough training, or you think there's more training needed? Um, it depends what they've done. If, if you're just taking a fundamental course, whether it's the state or ours, yeah, um, it's not enough. Right. So um, I I think most riders who are self-aware, um, this is a lifelong 
endeavor. Yeah, it definitely to get, is. To get better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I think the more we learn, the more we realize there is to learn. And you, you mentioned this in your book, too, and, and, and not, maybe not so many words, but you do get into that in there. Uh, speaking of that, um, you've also, and you mentioned this in your book also. I'll is probably that, repeat many things. <laughs> no, it's a, quite a right. It's okay. It's okay because. You Sorry know, to be redundant. Nah, re- redundancy is, uh, it's, well, you know. You look, a, you, you, you look up it's redundancy. It's teaching ethos. Yeah, 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 after, right? You look up redundancy in a dictionary and it says redundant. So um, <laughs> you've trained some notable people who wanted to learn how to ride. And you mentioned that in your book. Hey, can you name a few? Well, we are in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So, so that does help. Yeah. Um, or it does, you know, it's it's just the environment that we're in. Sure. Um, and private training, I think, is, is um, really appealing yeah for um uh, for a lot of people um i can give you some names i i don't do all of them but there i have a list here of of names that i've you know um, um you know i always i always ask permission but sure um we just uh, we just had um did you see the elvis movie no i did not ah fantastic um austin butler elvis really we just did Austin, and um, really interesting. And I, I you know, um, stay tuned. I'm, I'm staying tuned. He's, he did it because he's doing a movie about, um, I think, mid-century motorcycle clubs. No way, is he really? Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. So he had already wrapped Elvis, and he was, you know, he was getting ready to um, uh, start shooting for this new film, which oh, I can't wait great. to see. I can't wait to see that. Now that you've said that, wow! Damn, I think it's awesome. East Coast, like '50s, '60s motorcycle clubs. I could be wrong. That was my. Understanding. Is it like a documentary or something like that? No, it's it's a movie. Oh no, kidding! It's yeah, it's a it's a drama about oh wow that you know. I'll be up there to see that definitely. That's for sure. Oh I'll for sure, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be amazing. Wow, that's cool. All right, well, who so, else you got? So Austin. Um, Casey Affleck um, really? did our did the forward for the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Um, graciously, um, we were very appreciative to him for that. But we um, and it talks a little bit about his, you know, his story coming to motorcycling and and coming to us for training. He, it's a great. I love the story. It's 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 his forward, so I won't give the whole thing away. Um, but basically, he did a he did it all wrong um <laughs> when he all. was when he was a kid you know um i think taking he taking the subway to brooklyn i think is the story and then riding these bikes home yeah. never having been on a bike before with yeah. ben on the back and um he had a scary incident and, and stopped riding so he came to us he had this idea he wanted to ride through europe wow so we did some fundamental training and then some additional um, transitional training to get him on a bigger bike on the street. So, you know, it was, it was, um, yeah, more, much more comprehensive wow. training with him. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, he had a, he had a, a safe, happy trip. Oh, great. Um, Robert Pattinson, Batman. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you a soccer fan? Uh, not really. Zlatan, um, Ibr- Ibramovich doesn't ring a bell. If you're, if you're if you're a soccer fan, that would be quite impressive. 
<laughs> um, Perry Brownstein, Aziz Ansari. Um, it goes on. Yeah. Do these people so, keep writing and they after you, after you teach them? Do they do they keep uh, keep up with it? Um, I know Casey has. I, I'm not really um, in touch with everyone. Yeah. You know, after after the fact, um, most of them do. Yeah. Most um, of them do. Well, that must be good for you because I mean, you know, you. I, they, I mean, it's it's they, they spread the word, right? Yeah, spread the word for sure. Yeah. And. Um, you know, just safe, happy riders on the street. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. You um, let's. I tell you, know, there's one of the things I do want to touch on. Uh, let's let's talk about the illustrations in the book. Oh yeah, dude, freaking phenomenal illustrations. Where? Oh, did, thank you. Where did you find this person? Thank you so much. Um, it's unusual, right? Like, um, motorcycle methods method books don't look like this no and this is for you know for your listeners this is all illustrated there's no photographs there's no charts and graphs yeah yeah um it's it was meant to be engaging aspirational inspirational um and fun yeah you know, absolutely. It, it was it was meant to express your learning to ride a motorcycle this is exciting mm -hmm. um so the initial idea was that this was <clears throat> you know, a motorcycle method book, but that this would also be an, an art book, maybe a coffee table book, something that you could just pick up and enjoy looking at. Okay. So, um, that was my pitch. <laughs> it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't an easy pitch, uh, because again, it, it, motorcycle books don't look like this. Right. Um, so it was really on me to, um, I mean, I had a great art director, and there's a great art department at, at Quarto, and I'm very grateful for those people. And, and they did a fantastic job putting it all together. Yeah. So I can't take credit for any of that. Um, but I, it was kind of on me to find my artist and, and be the art director in that right. sense. Okay. So I um, started pitching the book pre-COVID and had a fantastic artist um, on you know, um, ready to go to do the book. His name was Ryan Quickfall, um, which I encourage people to Instagram. He's, he's a fantastic motorcycle centric artist, um, very different style. And by the time the deal was finalized, he was too busy. Oh, wow. So I, I had some proof of concept illustrations from him, a handful. Um, and, basically had to start from scratch uh, at that point. Yeah. Luckily, very luckily, and, and I found him on Instagram. Really? All these amazing artists. He, he was in um, UK, and um, the artist that I um, was lucky enough to get to do the book, Benedict um, Warren, is in France. So just this idea that, you know, you, with a computer, you have yeah. access to the world obviously yeah. that you know it's nothing profound um but that's how i find my artists and i happen to find them initially looking when i found ryan right so she was always in the back of my mind yeah she came i found her slightly after i started working with ryan okay and um i remember seeing her her work and thinking wow that could be cool too you know, different angle. Yeah. Ryan. Okay. Ryan and Benedict. 
So um, as I was working with Ryan, I found Benedict and I thought, interesting, you know, that would work too, very different style. So very, very fortunate um, when I found out that Ryan couldn't do it. I started talking to Benedict and it just worked. Yeah. And, and she had a tall task. Yeah. I, I think there's around 80 illustrations here and we didn't have a ton of time. We, I, I think we had um, maybe around you had, more than six months. Was it six to nine months? I'm not sure if it was as short as six, but it certainly wasn't more than nine. You had 80 illustrations already, or you had 80 illustrations to do? 80 illustrations that needed to be done. We oh, were starting from scratch. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a big job. And I realized, how, I, you know, you don't really have a sense for that if you're not an artist and you're right. not doing oh. the work. But I quickly learned just yeah. what a big task that was. Yeah, wow. So Benedict, who's fantastically talented and was a joy to work with, um, she um, runs an, an art department at a, at a university. Oh. She, ha she has other clientele, and I think she would come home and, and she'd be up past midnight working on this wow. um, for months. Now, did you give her some guidance on what to do, or did you just say, here, do this? Just no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. That was a big part of my job once a book was written. Yeah. Um, were these illustration briefs, and they were pretty um, detailed. Yeah. So, for you know, first of all, I have to decide what needs to be illustrated. Yeah, and I was going to I was going to ask you that. How how did you decide what was going to go where, and how how did you instruct her to put? Oh, yeah. Wow. I wrote a book, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I mean, it's, it was all part of the process, and you just do it yeah. as you go. You know, you, you, you do um, the task in front of you. And when the book was written, um, I had an idea. I had an, That was part of, my, um, part of my pitch included, you know, how many illustrations and generally what they would be yeah. the, you know there, there were three type of illustrations if I'll, if I'll remember this technical conceptual and inspirational okay so those were the three categories so there's a category of technical inspiration of technical illustrations um you know and all of these are meant to do what only illustrations can do you know you, you can't do some of this with photographs right um certain things you can do with photographs that you can't do with illustrations. So I, I tried to take the virtue of, of, you know, the illustration and um, just kind of, it, it, it started to make sense pretty quickly what needed to be illustrated. Mm -hmm. um, things needed to be spread out enough to where, you know, where it wasn't clumping yeah. a bunch of illustrations together, mm -hmm. but there, you know, there weren't five pages with nothing. I, I think the most we have right now is one yeah, um, I, I believe I know. I just, I just, yeah, I just flipped through your book, and I just happened to find two pages that have no illustrations on, and that's and but every it's it, from what I can recall from going through the book, there's like an illustration on them practically every page. That was the idea. That yeah. part was harder because yeah. that's logistical. That's like you know, it's not only what you think needs to be illustrated, but it's also laying out how the book's going to look. Right. And I didn't really want more than one spread without an illustration. Yeah. Um, so one spread of text, and then, and and then the art department figured out you know sizing and where they should go and that type of thing. Wow. So there was a lot involved in this. I mean, 
Wow. I mean, just like because, like I said, the illustrations alone, not not. It just it, they it really makes the book because not only are the illustrations uh, informative, but they're also fun, and I think that helps the reader get through the book. Thank you. You know. Thank you, Ted. That was the idea. You know, this should be fun. You're learning to ride a motorcycle, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It shouldn't be stuffy. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be intimidating or, um, no. you know, over sciency. So that was the idea, and yeah. between. Um, the vision that I had, my illustrator and um, our art department at Quarto, um, I'm, I'm really pleased with yeah. how it came out. It's, it's really satisfying to see that. Well, you should be very happy with it because I think it's a wonderful book. It's printed. It's beautifully printed. And the illustrations are absolutely wonderful. The, the, the content of the book is you know, top-notch, man. It's really, really good stuff. Oh, thank you, Ted. How were, long did it take? Were, not to, to push you on yeah. the spot. I'm yeah. just curious. <laughs> did, did you did you read it? Yes, I did. Back, yes, or did I you did. skim it? Which no, I no, no. I, I no read, judgment either way. No, no, no. I I did read through it, and I'll, I'll tell you how I read through it. I was I was actually on site of a house move. And, oh. Yeah, moving a house. And, okay. And uh, I had to sit in my truck and wait. While I, I I sat in my truck for two days, and while I was while these guys were working doing their thing, I was reading your book. Well, two days in a truck that ought to do it. <laughs> so I I like, this is maybe a one day in a truck read. I think <laughs> it's like well, I had other things to do too. But oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> of course. But um, oh, I was like, great. you know, I read the book. I was like, this is a damn good book, and, and like the illustrations just bowled me over. I was like, this is freaking fantastic, man. Benedict. So. <laughs> she also has I also encourage people to go look at her Instagram uh, yeah you gotta give me a like I want to go check out her stuff I mean really really wonderful yep. you know what is, I, I know she mentioned something about it with the t- whole tiger thing oh yeah 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 and I what who was mentioned that? that she did some I think she did or you did somewhere in, in your in, in uh, toward the end of the book you point out yeah she doesn't yeah. she doesn't mention it and um know, somewhere somewhere in the she, talking about she this. really didn't she really didn't mention it the whole time i was working with her um that's all her so yeah, so it's... people know what you're talking about on the cover there is a tiger with a human body riding a motorcycle and then he he shows up throughout yeah he does a couple, couple times in his uh, boxer shorts and um sometimes with the helmet sometimes without yeah so we have the tiger and then we also have moto girl who's in her her riding suit and very um we were initially calling her the 50s ad girl yes yes she looked like the girl in the in the 1950s print ads um which, by the way, the, the whole aesthetic of the illustrations are, are very um, mid-century. Yeah. Um, so she, initially, I, I had her do a couple um, I proof of concept or test illustrations just to make sure that, you know, we were both comfortable. And the first one that I had her do, Ted, was on... <laughs> um, We'll open our our psalm books here to page thirty-five. <laughs> so don't squeeze the bunny on page thirty-five. Uh, 
page 35. This is riveting for my audience. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> page 35, everyone. Yeah. Um, this is Don't Squeeze the Bunny. And the idea here is that conceptually illustrating this idea that you think of the hand grips as bunny ears. Right, right, right. You don't squeeze, <laughs> you don't grab, you hold on loosely. Right, yeah. Um, so initially this illustration was one that Ryan did. It looked very, very different. Um, and it was a dude on a bike. The first illustration she sends back is this don't squeeze the bunny and it's a tiger on with a human body, which she has a word for this. The, uh, I, I'll get it wrong. It starts with a TH and ends with a throp. Heriothrope or something like that. Oh, it's an uh, animal head on a human body. This is um, one of the things that she likes to do. So um, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, that's a tiger on a human body. That's that's weird. <laughs> but it took it took about 10 seconds for me to totally embrace the weirdness. <laughs> and just, you know, I have this uh, creative, eccentric French illustrator who decided to make this character. And these two characters, the, the tiger and the moto girl or the ad girl, are the guides throughout the book. Right. And I loved that. I loved that idea. It worked so beautifully. It really they're your friendly, your yeah, friendly yeah. guides. And it's just a little more interesting and a little more quirky. And yeah. um, so I, I didn't question it, especially um, since my spirit animal is the tiger. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she just, she just somehow that was just pure kismet. Well, she must have been thrilled when you said, okay, you're illustrating the book. Thrilled and probably horrified. Because <laughs> it was a big job. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had talked to other artists and they were like, yeah, I just can't no, really do yeah, it. No, or, no. you know, or you have to pay me my day rate for this whole thing because I'm going to have to drop everything I'm doing Yeah, uh, to get this done. So um, I think this is her first full book. So I think that's um, that was interesting to her. Right. Compelling. Um, I think it's very satisfying for her now that she's done it. Um, I hope that she's super proud of it. She should be. Um, so it was a combination. Yeah. Um, excited mm -hmm. and a little bit of what did I get myself into? Yeah. Well, see, that was gonna, I was going to ask you this right now. Which is the same. What was her response when you said, My okay, I need, well. I need 80 illustrations by the end of the week? <laughs> what was her response? Um, I could go back and look at the emails. Essentially, it was, thank you so much. Very interested. This sounds really exciting. Um, tell me more. <laughs> what do you like specifically? What do you need from me? Yeah. Um, and I just laid it out for her and she said, okay. And at, at that point, um, not only was I excited to get somebody who would say, okay, I was so excited that it was her because she, she was on my radar already. Right. And then I had to bring it back to the publisher because I had pitched it with the other illustrations. Right. And that, that took a second because we were switching gears and it is very different. Yeah. Um, but I, th I just love, um, you know, th things in hindsight, sometimes tend to work out for a reason yeah 
And I, I do feel that way. I can't imagine this book with any other illustrator. Right. It, do you think it probably would have felt differently if you stuck with the other illustrator? Or someone oh, else? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It would have been fantastic, but differently fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh. How like his, long? His stuff, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's always okay. You first, or you first. I want to hear you first. Yeah. <laughs> and if he listens to this, I, I know I, I need to be careful because I don't want to define his style, but it's, um, it's, I think it is more, um, um, comic-y a little bit. It's, it's, it's very exciting. It's very bold. It's, it's colorful. It's, it's, um, harder a little harder edged okay um so kinetic maybe so hers was Um, more playful you think hers i just felt was a little more and i don't mean this in a judgmental way a little more soulful it was a little softer Mm -hmm. um slightly more feminine okay um which i i think works well right um a little more um I think inviting in some ways. Okay. Yeah. Whereas his style would have been maybe slightly more ex- ex- initially exciting right. visually. Hers, I think, was more inviting. Oh, okay. I like that. And they and they and those two words rhyme, so an even trade. Yeah, it works. So, so from 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 the very how long from the moment you first thought about doing this book to final and just published, how long did it take? Oh, 10 years because really? the idea, the idea was there from the beginning. Really? Like I, I knew that this is where it was headed. Yeah. Um, but it was only an idea up until about 2019. Right. And that's when I started to get, I was ready. I was ready to write the book. Then it was pen to paper. I felt like I was qualified to write it. I had enough experience, um, teaching, yeah. thousands of clients uh, you know I, I also taught for the state for a number of years so right. um i took this very seriously for a long time and i felt like i had something to add yeah so i wasn't gonna i wasn't about to write a book until i i felt clear on that wow excellent a wonderful job. and then and then you know we had we had a, a global pandemic and that was a good opportunity to actually write <laughs> had a the lot thing. of time to sit down and write it there you go <laughs> nothing else to do right might as well just do this Wow. So, so the pitch happened in 2019, um, and the publisher was busy. I was busy. There, you know, weeks and months would pass between yeah. correspondence. They were interested, right? Um, but they had, you know, they. I, I think he had things on his. Um, you know, he, he he had a lot on his um, on the table. Yeah. Um, so 2020, I started writing the thing. And then when I, I did reach back out and said, by the way, the manuscript is finished and that became, you know, things started to really move from there. (laughs) That's when they say, we'll decide when it's finished. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it wasn't finished. It's never finished. It's never, it's still not finished. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, I still want another crack at it. I have a friend who's, uh, who runs, has a recording studio and we were in there recording. I was, I was doing a recording for a CD. And uh, we were in the final, we were in the mixing. And I said, you know, we can mix forever. He goes, uh, and words that stuck with me ever since. And as a musician, you may appreciate this. When it comes to mixing, you're never done. You just give up. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happens. You you can write and edit as much as you want, but eventually, no, you just this is true. This is. Yeah, you stop. You stop. Give up. I don't know. give give up is a, a little bit pejorative. I I would say you stop at some point. You stop. just stop. Yeah, exactly. You have to. You know, right? Yeah. Um, any any that's, thoughts on any thoughts on making this an audio book? Um, I haven't heard that. No. Um, I know that it. I think it's being translated already into yeah. foreign language. I haven't heard audiobook. Oh, have you thought about making it an audiobook? You what do you think? Well, Would that be interesting? I mean, I, it, why not? I mean, uh, you, it's it, you know, I see when I when I think about audiobooks because I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Um, they usually vary between seven to you know twelve hours in length, mm. and I think a book this size would probably be about four, four to five hours maybe. It might be worth it. You know, for somebody who might want to 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 do something like that. it's it's a thought, it might be worth it. Absolutely, I'm sure my publisher will listen to this. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know if it would be me, but you know, I know a lot of actors. <laughs> there you go. So, what's up next for you? Um, well, right now we're we're pretty deep into promoting the book. Um, the motorcycle school is you know that's that's busy and full time. Sure. Yeah. And um, we are soon to be expanding um, with with additional ranges and nice. Um, I, I think that's probably where this heads is you know it, it expands expand the business so it's it's more available to more people. Right. Um, and I I got another book in me. I'm not, I'm not sure what it would be honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one ha- ended up being a method book because that's you know that's the book that I had. Yeah. in front of me um but i'd like to do something maybe a little bit more um maybe personal essay about riding uh, riding a motorcycle yeah. maybe you know something a little more prose um travel book something you know right. yeah we'll see yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> see but the process um was challenging yeah. and um maddening at times um mostly incredibly satisfying so i i would love to do it again of course i mean it must be very satisfying when you you know you turn around look on your bookshelf and there's there's your book you wrote it you know it's like (laughs) that's mine i did that yeah yeah and it is um you know it's on multiple bookshelves yeah excellent so how can people learn more about your book and how can they get it um anywhere you buy books um, pretty much, which I think is largely online. I know, I know it's, um, I mean, there's Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart. What, okay. what are the other, you know, uh, actual yeah. brick and mortars anymore? Uh-huh. Um, but it should be anywhere that you, you would typically buy books. Okay. Um, we're trying to get into more boutique, um, you know, motorcycle specific places, even dealerships, right? that type of thing. But, um, I don't know, Ted. Are you gonna? Will you add some links to the bottom of oh, this? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, just gonna be links all over the place. Yes. So the Porto site um, yeah, yeah. has a list of um, you know places that are selling online. Of course, sure. Amazon. Um, the audiobook just came out on the sixth, two days ago. Not the audiobook. Sorry, the yeah. ebook. The ebook. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There the you ebook. Go. So um, the hard books or the actual book is coming out June twentieth. All right. Wow. There you go. See, way ahead of the curve. Awesome. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that, honestly. Oh, well, good. I'm glad we, glad we got ahead of the curve on that one. Good. 
Um, I was going to ask you something else. Um, Please. So Amazon and all that there. Yeah. What about yeah, what about to your school? Is there, do you have a link to your school? Uh, ClassM1.com. ClassM1.com. Excellent. I will, I will have that in there. Appreciative to, to have that up there as well. Absolutely. ClassM1.com. And at, at the moment, we're in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, but again, the idea is... Opening is up that. offices nationwide soon, right? Uh, nationwide might be, you know, a few steps down the road. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a few more in California first. It's on the board, right? It's up there. It's got. A, it's got a pen. It's, it's stuck on the board. Going to do. It. Yeah. Any closing words for those thinking of getting into motorcycling and or some getting in some training? Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Um, first of great. all, buy Steve's book. Please, if please buy my book. I I I do hope that it is helpful for anyone who's considering. Um, right. Listen to your podcast. Well, thank you. Of course. Um, there's so much great information out there. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think take advantage of all of it. Um, do be cautious about the information you get because there's good and bad out there. Of course. So you, you, you do have to be somewhat discerning. That's hard when you don't, you know, when you're new at something. Exactly. So, um, and again, it can be overwhelming. So really the message is... Um, Step by step, at your own pace. Right. Excellent. Systematic, incremental, and uh, you know we're, we'll all be on the same road eventually. And do your due diligence, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Steve, I want to thank you very much for being here on the podcast and telling us about your new book and your class that you that you offer. Uh, really wonderful stuff. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's all been right, a man. pleasure talking to you. Excellent. After- have to catch up on your back pods. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dev, sure. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you when we're done. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. The Motorcycle Men Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you'd like to help out and help those who are dealing with the hardships of cancer and see your money go to actually something that makes a difference, go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. And the Gold Star Ride Foundation, helping families of fallen soldiers. Now, if you'd like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, get on over to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And Chasing the Cure, listen, helping long-haul Paul Peelin complete his mission to ride a million miles for MS. Now, he was told years ago that a cure for MS was a million miles away, so he decided to ride that million miles for that cure. Now, you can help him by going to longhaulpaul.com and donate for his quest for the cure for MS. Thank you for joining me and Steve here in the V-Twin Cafe where he told us about his book, The Craft and Art of Motorcycling. Now you can learn more by going to classm1.com. Links will be in the show notes and of course on the Motorcycle Men website at motorcyclemen.us. Don't forget to get on over to the Ride With Ted YouTube channel. Watch some of the many videos that I have there. And if you'd like to, please subscribe. It'd be a tremendous help to the channel and of course to the podcast. Hey, for the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safely, kids. <laughs>